Nikki. Hey, Selena. Welcome back. I can hear you now. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, we've been having some trial and error. Not me. I don't know anything. Nikki knows everything, <laughs> and I just sit here. Apparently, I don't know everything, because I was like, I can't hear a thing, and I'm just going with it. And then I realized I really couldn't hear a thing. But here you Too are. Much. I'm here. Hearing You're here. Things. I'm here. I, I hear th- things. I think I hear things, at least somewhat. I hope you hear things. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm recording, you see my audio, You're recording. Right? I We're see good. you. Okay. okay. I'll take it. Uh, so, uh, welcome, everybody. Hey, and TV, <laughs> where we uh, are tired and <laughs> fiddling around with the mics. Just still going. Yeah. It's fine. So, uh, you know, it's early, um, but even though it's early, I'm thinking about pie. Already? Yeah. Oh, Selena. Well, I think it's because we just passed pie day. Uh-huh. Uh, 3.14 pie day, that is. Did you have pie that day? Uh, I did not have pie that day. I had oh. pie leading up to. Okay. It was the middle of the week. I try, if I eat pie in the middle of the week, things go downhill rapidly. We had deep dish pizza pie. Oh, yeah. Kyle had the kids like worked up about pie day. They were very excited. I think it was because it was an excuse to have pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got them really excited about pie day. And then they forgot about pie day because it doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't, it barely means anything to me. Um, and so I said something later and he goes, fine, we just won't have the pizza. Nobody cares about pie day but me. And I was like, why do you care? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Because he wants pizza in the middle of the week. Maybe that I was have, it. I have this sneaking suspicion that Nikki Mays doesn't allow pizza a lot during the week. I don't. It's true. I try not to. See? So he was like, pie day. He said it like planned out for months. It's <laughs> well, been I, on his personal, not family Google calendar. <laughs> He's like, start dropping hints. I can't remember if I, if we've recorded since his We've recorded since his birthday. I can't remember if I said that one of the things I bought him for his birthday was a Chicago... Special yeah. food box. Yeah. Did we talk about that here? I think so. Okay. And so one We're of the no things, life. one of the things <laughs> I got him was two deep dish pizzas. It came with like a pack of two. Oh, so that's what y'all ate. So yeah, we had one on his birthday. The other's been in the freezer, and we ate that one. How was it? It was very good. It's yeah. very small. It's very small for a family of four. So we finished, and I was like, okay, well, where's the rest of the pizza pie for pie day? And he's like, yeah, no, we're done now. I wonder what the breakdown is on whether. More people eat pizza for pie day or people eat dessert for pie day? I think that's a really good question. There aren't a lot of standalone pie restaurants and stores, you know? There's like Crave Pie in Duluth, thinking about near us, but you don't really have that many pie stores. You have a lot of pizza restaurants. That's true. And they all capitalize on it. They all make pie day a thing. Even for people like my kids who don't even understand what 3.1476425555. Are you doing that for real? No. Okay. <laughs> It'd be way more impressive. I know. Yeah, I know. Like, I think it's like three point one four one five, and that's as far as I can mm. go. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a like Atlanta influencer who, and she said like she was like I can do forty of the numbers, and then did like a like a poll, and so she wound 40. up doing it. it. Was very impressive. It went on for a long time, like when she did it. Of course, I guess I could do that too, right? I'd be like eight seven four three. Yeah. Especially if ninety percent of people don't know. I mean, no one's gonna brag about doing that unless they could really do it, right? I would hope be, so. That would be kind of weird. Yeah. But anyway, so pie day is what I'm saying. No pie day, sorry. We did oh, I mean, which is sorry for we've been talking about it. Um, but I just don't want to talk about like math pie. No, that's boring. Uh, I want to talk about the pizza pie. Sure. Uh but anyways, on the dessert pie, so what I did, because we did I'm assuming you saw it. I did. I want the whole feet. story behind it, though. Often I'll make it sound like you and I, or like 
just hanging out every day eating pie together. And I'm I like, always want to comment. I always want to comment and be like, I didn't have any of this. What Most are, of the time when I say we, I'm, I think I'm referring to me and Casey. She goes on and on about like she's baking things and cooking things and putting things in the feed. I never get any of that stuff. I didn't get this cherry pie. And you go on and on about how you can't bake and then you bake a freaking pie. Well, okay, but I, so I will have you know that this is what happened. So when I saw pie day was coming down the path, the pike, the thing. The pie. Yeah, down the pie. Uh, a pie down a pie. <laughs> anyway, when I saw that it was coming, I was like, oh, we got to do something for this. So I started like looking at Southern Living and I'm like, I'm like, how many people have turned this off now? <laughs> Just tune back in. It gets good. It's getting good. Uh, and I, I started looking at Southern Living because they were like, I don't know, 40 of the best pies or something. And I'm scrolling through and I'm like, too hard, too hard, too uh. hard, too hard. I can't do this. I really wanted to make buttermilk pie or vinegar pie. Because mm -hmm. I do think those are quintessentially Southern. Mm -hmm. But then I'm looking at them and I was like, isn't it just like vinegar in here or something? I know it's like a teaspoon, but otherwise it's just like pie mm -hmm. or something. And like buttermilk sounded like it would be easy. No, <laughs> they both seem really hard. Oh. So I get down to this pie that's not even Southern, but it looked good. And there's like three ingredients. And I was like. I, and it's like, go ahead and just get yourself a refrigerated crust. I was like, I would love to get myself a refrigerated you crust. You 100% should. Yeah. Like, even Every people time. I talk to who bake and do all that, they're like, don't make your own crust. It's just, it's just heartache. Too many ways it could go wrong. And the, the store-bought ones are so good. Yeah. So uh, I did a shaker lemon pie, as in like, not the Quakers, but the shakers. Mm -hmm, sure. Because I think people might read that and be like, are you sh shaking the lemon around or something, mm -hmm. you know? So um, anyways, and but it was in a Southern Living uh, article, but it's not really a Southern dessert. But I right. think they were saying, I guess there's like some famous Southern cookbook. It's probably that one Southern cooking or something. Mm -hmm. And I think it appears in there starting in the 70s and like they just pick it up every year or something. Mm -hmm. uh, this is me trying to remember something from two weeks ago, so bear with me. But anyway, so that's the pie I made. And it's just two lemons. This is hilarious. Two lemons to two cups of sugar. Holy moly. So oh my gosh. I almost felt guilty giving it to my family. Almost. Because it was my grandparents' 80th birthday last weekend. Oh. My grandma loves lemon. Yeah. And so I, that was the other thing is I was like, oh, my grandma will love it. Yeah. Um. So you put the sugar on like really thinly sliced lemons. Okay. And then you just like let it it's not the same thing you do with like kind of like what you would do over heat, but there's no heat. What's it called? Macerating or something? Mm. I just cuss. That sounds right. Okay. I, I said something dirty or right. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right. Okay. Um, but anyways, like you let it sit there for at least four hours. I let mine sit for like a whole day. And then you just take four eggs, mix it with those lemons and the sugar into like a frothy something. And then you just put it in a refrigerated pie crust. And then you take another pie crust crimp it on the sides all around, cut some vent venting in it. And then it's so funny. I looked up a picture of one afterwards and I was like, why are my vents like a football? And everybody <laughs> else's are very different, but it's okay. You're not a baker. Um, and then you, and then you just bake it and it was delicious. It's kind of like, um, I assume like a easier version of doing a lemon tart. Cause I oh, imagine okay. if I did like a real lemon tart, that sounds complicated. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, Probably not much harder than what you did. Okay, I would well, guess. Who knows? But that's what it sort of tasted like. Uh, mm -hmm. Was in the vein of of that, and it was yeah. so good. And like I was really scared because it's me, and I and even though you think I'm doing it all the time, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> like ever. So, anyways, all to say that uh, we can drop that recipe in the show notes and stuff. 
Nikki will drop it in. I gave her the link. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't know yet. Uh, and then if anybody wants to make it, I would just say that is like actually a really easy dessert. One tip, T-I-P, before we Every jump time. into the show, is that I had to bake mine longer than what it says. Uh, it could have been fear-based because I didn't want to get a big bite of egg. Yeah. You know, and that's not really good for you. Uh, but... Yeah, I had to like I had to check mine and keep baking it probably about twenty minutes longer than the rest. Holy of the moly! I, I may have been over you know I'm over the top, but there's some like raw flour because you you know the crust and then undercooked chicken are like two things that really scare me, and I I turn into a real weirdo over it. Really? Yeah. I have not worried a day in my life about raw flour. Really? Ever? It's supposed to be. You can get oh, no, I know. really sick. I have not worried. It's like but it's like I'll eating eat cookie that. dough. I know. I don't worry about don't it at care. all. Yeah. yeah. I probably at one point had like a pound of cookie dough somewhere in my bowels. <laughs> so on that. Oh, boy. Speaking of bowels. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the bowels of designing women. Oh, boy. Uh, she's Selena's over here talking about bowels. That'll sure land her a man. Like this week's episode, Manhunt. There you go. <laughs> when you didn't look at me all excited about my transition, I started thinking, was that a bad oh, transition no. or did I get Hold the episode on. wrong? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about getting the episodes, like mixing up what we're recording. I, I say it and then when I don't immediately get feedback from you, I'm like, am I on the wrong episode? And is she trying to think how to tell everyone? I might be politely. right here being like, where am I? Hold on. What's Who happening? are we? We're here. We're here at Designing Women Season 4, Episode 10, Manhunt. The Hulu episode description is afraid of being an old maid for the rest of her life. Mary Jo accepts Suzanne's help in finding a new boyfriend. Air date December 4th, 1989. And we're calling this one Old Widow Shively. It's written by Pam Norris and directed by David Trainer. So let's start with general reaction stray observations. You got any general reactions you want to start with? So I would call it, it's maybe more of a specific reaction, but as I was watching this one, I couldn't help but think the whole time that this plot line, uh, like what it would look like if we updated it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I thought Same about page. that a lot and I think I found something that could work. Do you want to hear my idea? Well, here. Okay. Maybe we reboot. They were going to, I don't know what happened. Probably the pandemic. Anyways. So Suzanne would be helping Mary Jo set up a profile on a dating app. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say she would have suggested hinge. I don't have any evidence behind that. It's just the one I think she, they would do. Anyways, so let's just say I would foresee an awkward series of dates. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the rule of three, probably. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing we get three dates. And then, including someone who's like, really kind of weird. <laughs> There's good, like some comedy ensues there. She gets someone who's really shy. Finally, she hits the jackpot, but she quickly learns he's married. Yeah. Mm. So, and then maybe we could even bring in that too good to be true teacher plot line at the end. Yeah. You could still have that. I was thinking of it as thinking about the locations where they went. And so um, would those locations, if you're assuming like a giant generalization about men mm -hmm. is still appropriate mm -hmm. in 2023, if we were redoing the show, the places they went, how do we feel about those as locations to meet men? Mm -hmm. One in general, mm -hmm. like even in the eighties, early nineties, but even today, like, has that shifted a little bit? Oh, that's a great way to look at so, it. So, yeah. like, um, the mechanical class. Do they even have mechanical classes anymore? Like, at the local college? I'm sure they do, but, like, is that a place people... I would never think to go meet men there. Yeah. Wouldn't have occurred to me. It was a stroke of genius. Definitely. For that definitely. time. 
oh my God, the bathroom. I had such a reaction to that. I was like, you are certain to find one. That's like fish in a barrel. They have to go there. But is that where you want to meet them? No. I don't think so. Mm -mm. I also was thinking about the vegetable bin at the grocery store. I get the thought behind that, but I just don't think that's the place to go either. It's very phallic. I'm just saying, I think I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead. I think I have this somewhere else is like some kind of reaction that I had, but like I'm embarrassed every time I have to pick out like cucumber and zucchini. Like I really related with Mary Jo and she was like, I was like, oh my God, me too. Like it just always, like if there's even someone nearby, I'm like, I'll just go get some tomatoes first. The only one that would make me laugh is an eggplant just because of what it means sure. and emojis. That's the only one that would make me laugh. I can handle cucumber. I can handle... Any of the other ones. That's a good point. I've, of course, I'm, I don't think I've ever bought an, maybe once I've bought an eggplant. Yeah, no, I don't buy eggplant. So I'm glad because yeah. it would embarrass me. Yeah. Uh, I did think that potentially a pet store would be a good idea. Okay. And also maybe Home Depot if you could stand mansplaining for a little while. Uh, but I, I do think if you're going to generalize where men are, Home Depot or Lowe's would be a great place. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's also maybe my special brand of man, which is like trying to fix things on his own. But you could also meet both kinds of men, the ones that are successful and the ones who still need help. Yeah. And I'm kind of, both kind of appeal to me in different ways. Fair enough. All right. Nikki's figuring out her ways to figure out a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it, Kyle. (laughs) Keep that in mind. JK. What did you have? So I think generally speaking, this was like a super silly episode, which you know I really enjoy, um, on the face of it. That said, if I take like a step back and look at the episode like a little, like laugh a little less hard, Mary Jo's plotline is actually kind of heartbreaking to me. And I think it happens to a lot of women at this age in life. And I say this age, meaning where Mary Jo is in life, but it's also sort of where you and I are similarly within a couple of years. But this idea that Mary Jo who is such a great catch and really would be wonderful. She's strong. She's funny. She's coming into her own. She seems like a totally different person than she was even three seasons ago, much less I imagine when she first got married in her early 20s. She seems like she's growing in a really positive way. She's got a great job. She has great friends. All around, she's this wonderful person, but she still feels like there's something missing and she's having trouble filling that hole. That makes me really sad. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm going to tack on something else that's kind of sad that I thought was actually really relatable in this one, and it really resonated with me, was uh, the what kind of set some of this off was this, that they tried to set up with our really quick Charlene check-in, yes, she's still alive, oh, yeah. is uh, that Mary Jo and her have been distancing now that Charlene's married and about to have a baby, mm. and I, I think that's sort of how it goes as you hit these different stages of life whether it's marriage or kids or, or whatever those differences, sometimes they make it tougher to spend time together as easily, you know, when you're not trapped in homeroom together or whatever. Um, uh, I think kids really more than just marriage. Cause that's like a whole, it's a whole new job, right? Maybe 10 jobs. You'd be the one to weigh in on that. Um, so they tell me it gets easier. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I think what it really, like it made me stop and think about how, like, no matter where we are in life, I like to do a gut check and remind myself that like we have to keep putting ourselves in other people's shoes, no matter what our specific situation is. Um, because when you lose that compassion, I don't think you're able to be as good of a friend. Yeah. So I think that's true. All right. Well, bye y'all. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I had one more general reaction, but okay. I, did you have anything else? I'm... Nope. I only have one stray. Okay. Left. So my other general reaction is going to, I'm going to kick it off with the question, question, which is, would you take Suzanne as your dating coach? You know, that is a very interesting question. I think not mm-hmm. because I think Suzanne's that. Yes. That's what I, it's a hundred percent what I was going to say. And, um, I think her objective is different than mine. Um, so I think Suzanne, her dating record shows that her objective is different than mine. And so when your objective is different, your tactics are going to be different. Sure. And so I don't want to do the things she does to land the guys that she lands. Well, we don't even really get her tactics, right? We get power dating's tactics mm. because that was Mary Jo's stipulation is like, we got to stick true. with the book. That's true. And I, and so I think Suzanne was like trying to do that too, you know? Um, so it was not clear to me whether or not those are, I think she'd be in an old folks home. I think that's true. I'd, so um, maybe almost Suzanne was just keeping her honest. What's the word? Like she was supporting her. She was keeping her, um, making sure that she accountable. Yeah, She's yeah, keeping yeah. her accountable. She's making her go to the grocery store um, with eyeliner and broad daylight. She's making her. <laughs> you too. Um, she's making her go stand outside the bathroom and all those things. So yeah. maybe she was great as an accountability partner. I thought that like uh, just a, on the pure basis of her having good luck with men mm-hmm. might make it like. It's like worth giving it a shot. But has she had good luck with men? She's been alone for a long oh, time. Oh, sorry. Good luck getting men. I did actually change my words here because I had that and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess it depends on yeah. what is, you know, do you want to get one? Do you want to keep one? Uh, get one as long as she keeps one. Through them? I feel right. like whatever works for you is good. Yeah. I thought I was a little mixed on her guidance at the grocery store though. Cause like, even if they're following, following the book, She's still giving tips along mm-hmm. the way. Again, T-I-B-S. Um, and she gets on to Mary Jo for putting the dog food and the Kotex in her cart. I don't think the dog food would be a turnoff at all. There's like a lot of dog lovers out there. And I think right. automatically see a common interest. So yeah. speaking of something stray. Uh, I got a stray. Uh, the guy that played the clerk at the bookstore caught my eye. He just looked so something like this is not the only thing this man does. Um, I did the same thing for the teacher of the mechanical class for the record. And I really didn't find much that I resonated with Mm -hmm. on her. Um, But this guy played Donatello in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I also read that because I will tell you that when I saw him, I said, this kid. Do they just cart him out every time they needed like an 80s surfer dude? Surfer kind of, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, but totally, I don't care. Yes. And I felt like I've seen him a million times. So I didn't, uh, in, so I was like looking through his filmography and it's a lot of one-offs on TV shows. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you see that he's been in? King, King of Queens. Okay. We were going two different ways. Oh. No. I, I watch King of Queens every night before I go to bed. Yeah. So I think that was probably where he was hitting in my head. Sure. I wouldn't have noted, recognized him as Donatello, but when no, I saw King of hard. Queens, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go back. And I have not yet looked you at the episode he's in. recognize him as a green turtle. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. I did not. That would be some awesome voice skills. So what are the things that, that caught your eye? Well, so he winds up, I think LBT must have really liked him because he went on to star in oh. three more of her shows. Or- Hearts of Fire. Hearts of Fire. Uh, like a lot of Hearts of Fire, I think. Oh. And then like 20-something episodes, oh. which was about a lot of the show. Oh. And then, <laughs> I was trying to finish that sentence for you, and I wasn't sure what this <laughs> meant. What my head jerking meant. <laughs> and then uh, Women of the House, and then also Emerald. So 
So he went oh, on he was in all of them. Yeah, you got. It's like you got to see him at three very distinct phases of his life. And his name is Adam Carl. That's that's right. Two first names. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying sometimes it's very confusing in email. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so my strays were. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm such an a-hole. Um, Charlene <laughs> is house hunting and mentioned something about $150,000 houses today. You know, I have to I have to update. Today, that would be $362,000 or in the Atlanta market, what we call a heck of a deal. Say it again, $362,000. Mm-hmm. Really cheap. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, stray observations I have from the grocery store. So I just wanted, I think we needed to come back to this Mary Jo's uh, comment about eyeliner. Yes, I, I had that in probably either Southern or 80s references. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it is. Is it a Southern rule? I've never heard that. I think that's like me. Uh, it seems to me to be more of like an old school, like, I. Hmm. first of all, I think it's a little silly. You can wear eyeliner or not wear eyeliner anytime you want. I think there was like, kind of like, and there still are day to night looks. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I don't know that like everyone will do like a cat eye in liquid eyeliner in the middle of the day. Now I will say a surprising number of people do. And I guess now that you've said that I'm registering, it does make me do something, not judge, but like, huh, that's an interesting day look. Not everyone will do a cat eye in the middle of the day. Right. Obviously more people are doing that probably than ever because makeup has taken on a life of its own. Right. Um, So I do think some of that is just those, like kind of old school rules, but it just, man, it must, it's weird because it, bo- it hit both of our ears. Well, the point I was trying to make by talking about the cat eye was not to disagree with you that not everyone does it. It's the point that it does something in my head when I see it. I'm like, that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So I must ascribe to some level of what Mary Jo said, mm-hmm. this like distinction, maybe what you're pointing out between night and day looks. I think, or just like wherever it is, right? Right. Like uh, to her point, it is kind of strange to see someone like, all dolled up at the grocery fully store. made up mm-hmm. especially since like when i go to the grocery store i'm like okay got my pants on good uh sometimes i don't wear pants because i only do the pickup there you go <laughs> don't have to get out don't tell me what i have to do <laughs> um there you go guys y'all can catch nikki driving pantsless <laughs> Kroger. you won't catch me <laughs> catch her if you can exactly it's like pokemon um so yeah i thought that just was very interesting and then also she's wearing the same amount of makeup she always does <laughs> yes so i'm like you're on tv you're always wearing eyeliner it's true uh then she uh oh and then just the other thing about the zucchini was my other note so i've already told you guys it makes me uncomfortable and now that I know that, I will exploit that. I know it for sure. There's also a zucchini in the fridge right now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's like 18 shades of wrong. Uh, I have one more stray, which is surround yourself with a field of laughter. Why is this always dating guidance for women? Ah! <laughs> Why? <laughs> It's so terrible. I don't understand. I feel like there's a footnote somewhere that says, unless you laugh like that. (laughs) I want to be very clear. That is not my laugh. I mean, I do hate my laugh, actually. I hate it, but (laughs) that's my manic laugh. It's pretty good. (laughs) It's your Anthony laugh. Oh, it is. It is. It is. So, Uh, besides my like, laugh, nope. (laughs) 
So I have to be like, scripted. <laughs> Besides my laugh, what else did you like about this episode? I thought Anthony's play-by-play of his interaction with the Farcasian brothers was oh. really funny. It was it was just really well delivered. I especially loved when he said, I do not enjoy having to go through some big emotional breakup every time y'all return something to them. It's exhausting. And it makes me feel cheap. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, he has really good delivery. Maybe just Anthony in this episode because my second one was the run-in with Anthony at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. The that per- was really The great. person out of context, like there was a proper amount of awkwardness there and like, I, I, don't, it was I just, don't know, but I really know. It was, it was perfectly executed. So I rewatched all the episodes this morning in preparation. And the one thing that actually caught my ear more than anything is he said, by the single serving frozen vegetables. <laughs> and I was like, where? Where are these single serving frozen vegetables? Where are those at? Because there's always like too much of everything. Like that would be wonderful if they had more of that. There you go. <laughs> I didn't have that reaction. Uh, well, you're serving four. <laughs> um, so I, my thing that I really like the most is Suzanne. I thought she was just so funny in this one. Um, her timing, her delivery, just the whole bit. How frustrated she is with Mary Jo in that auto mechanics class or whatever. She's like, you're poison. She's like, I can sit in a convent. I have a man in two minutes. Um, she said the comment she makes at the grocery stores, two guys, one cart, fresh pasta. You figure it out. <laughs> She's just like so over it. Yeah. And I just, I really, I don't, it was just like, it's, it is spot on. I feel like, we're seeing her character take on new legs a little mm, bit. Mm. She has this really interesting confidence mm. um, that feels a little bit different than it did in previous seasons. And I mm-hmm. wonder I wonder if some of this is being colored for me by this week's Extra Sugar and some of the things that I learned that were going on in the background. Mm-hmm. But as I learn more about Delta Burke, which I will share, um, Come back or Thursday. Not. Yeah, or not. Um, you know, I think it's just making me see her in a different light. It's making me see her performance in a different light. Mm-hmm. I also really like Mary Jo's statement earrings in this one. Uh, oh. They are showing up a lot in this season. I think I've even seen in the Designing Women Facebook groups, people talk about these earrings. And I'm oh. seeing them now. I really like them. So I like it that it ended happily for Mary Jo. So I guess we'll never see this teacher again. Like, I don't guess. I know. But I liked it. How it's, it was stupid. Yeah. I still liked it. Yeah. Because I think what they're wanting to do with this episode is they're like, they bring up this Newsweek article. We'll talk about it in Extra Sugar. But this thing that's like really, was really hard on women at the time. And then they took her through this series of things. I mean, the whole thing I think LBT or Pam Norris is trying to say here is like, this article was stupid. Dating guidance is, uh, and like you, you still can, like the data were wrong and you still can find a special someone. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And Mm -hmm. so I liked, even though it was absolutely ridiculous and it didn't really make sense, it didn't matter because I think they wanted women to walk away with. Don't let the world tell you one thing when you can have whatever you want, which I mean, that's not true either, but you know what I'm saying? Can I clarify one point? So your Dixie, I mean, your Delta Burke extra sugars next week's, right? And this week's is about dating. Yes. Thank okay. you. 
Okay. I just didn't want people to get excited. That's coming next week. My bad. My bad. We will eventually talk about Delta. I am talking about dating this time. What day is it? She's just trying to figure out how to go. And so my last like in this episode was the, the runner about Suzanne dinging cars. Mm-hmm. Um, she had this the sorry note that said, hi there, I dinged your car. The people watching me write this think I'm probably leaving you my name and address. Signed, guess who? And then Julia said, where do you get this ding stuff anyway? I remember you dinged a family of five at a traffic light and the father had to go on disability. Scary stuff. I mean, and hilarious. So it led me to a little bit of a Nikki sidebar. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. It's a sidebar. Nikki. Sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure. Taking us on a detour. What you got, Nikki? It's <laughs> Nikki. Sidebar. Do you forget how good that is? How That's high good. quality okay. production value? I love it. Um, so this runner triggered in me this thing. And I told Selena, please let me do this. It's going to be so stupid. And I don't know if it's going to translate. I love this world where I'd be like, no. I know. I know. <laughs> Selena's my boss. And I say, boss, can I please do this? Because um, I feel like I've read a lot of funny articles over the years about funny notes left on people's cars. And so I just wanted a chance to look at it and see, like, Suzanne is not the only person that does crap like this. Yeah. I'm just going to say for the record, I don't know. I think it's funny. On. Some of them are hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Suzanne's. I, mean, isn't. I don't know yet, but tell me. Suzanne's was kind of mean. Um, but some of these are really funny. So I had three themes that I chunked them into illustration or artistry. Yes. Uh, passive aggression. Okay. Mm-hmm. And finally, professionalism. So okay. these are like my business card types. So what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to save some of these pictures. And when this episode airs, I'll put some of them on social media so people can see what I'm talking about. And then I'll definitely link to the articles that contain these. I tried to pick ones that translate verbally, but some of them, man, you got to see. You really have to see. Uh, so illustration. You know. Oh. Do you know I'm a can't draw to save my life kind of person? Like I cannot draw a picture. Uh I have some art on my fridge, or did at one point in time. Oh. And you drew, or did your kids draw it? Okay, you might be right. Go on. I'm not great at drawing. I'm getting, like, I'm, I'm pushing myself, because I've told myself this narrative for so long that I'm a terrible artist. I'm pushing myself with the kids. Some things surprise me, but really, I'm not the type of person that would, would draw things. Okay. But the first one that made me really laugh was um, a drawing of a well-known character on The Simpsons. He's an old man named Jasper. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this picture, and at school, he pictures kids, uh, he threatens kids with a paddling for doing bad things. And he has this big paddle that he sort of whacks on his hand. Well, in the car note world, um, this translated to an illustration of Jasper holding his paddle with a note that says, parking in other people's spots, that's a paddling. And the picture is drawn so wonderfully. I am so impressed. Um, How do they even have the time? I think people make time for the things that matter most to them. (laughs) Fair enough. It's really mattered to them, guys. The next one that made me laugh was um, Bill Lumberg, who is the boss from Office Space. So he's the one that walks around to his employees' desks and he stops and he goes, yeah, I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in this weekend. So um, the note that I found is a hand-drawn picture of Bill with a note that says, yeah, I'm gonna need you to park in your own spot (laughs) and then the last one I really loved in this category of art 
uh, was a diagram. I love a good diagram. Uh-huh. I just really enjoy like this labels, this goes here, this goes here. So this one was written on lined yellow paper, which I feel like just makes it even more like specific sure, that, they um, that they have it, that it's like a diagram. Anyway, it very clearly depicts the parking offender blocking who I assume is the note taker's driveway. So there are like cars and it's like the, the, um, car parked wrong and it says like this is not where you park a car this is where you're parked <laughs> it was just very it didn't leave All any questions sound passive aggressive too there's a lot of overlap, overlap. there's okay. a lot of overlap okay. i actually almost changed the category from passive aggression but it just that's my next category so let's okay. go there next um so this is as you know probably my favorite form of aggression I just thought these were going to be I'm sorry notes. Oh, absolutely not. Okay, okay. A lot of these are mad at people notes, right. but there are, I think there is at least one sorry I'm note. I'm so mad at you for making me hit your car. <laughs> this is all your fault. Uh, so in this one, there are a lot of thank yous that I'm starting to think aren't real thank yous. Oh God, okay. So for instance, thanks for always parking across the path. It gives me the chance to feel like a movie star and slide across your hood now and then. Try it. It's awesome. The second one, dear driver, thank you so much for taking the time to move our trash cans to let you park. We really appreciate it because it's not like we have a big blue truck to park in front of our house or anything. Once again, thank you for using your personal time to make our life harder. Hate you. And that's the one that I'm just like, that was like a novel I just read to you. So someone stood, I guess maybe inside their house, but just hate you and then put it on someone's car. I think love you would have been more impactful. Do you think so? Yeah, if if, an, if some editing is allowed. Oh, well, don't tell me. Tell this person. I don't want to cross their path. The last one is an outline of a turtle. It looks like it's a page from a coloring book. And the note says, many three-year-olds have trouble staying within the lines. Maybe if you practice coloring this turtle, it will help with your parking. <laughs> the only thing that would have been better if it had been like a a turd. <laughs> <laughs> No I was going to say something more graphic, but I kept it together. <laughs> and my final category is professionalism. So these are the people who are sort of just overachievers, like in every aspect of their life. You're about to read me one of your thank you notes. Uh, these, or, are, these are all mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> every time I hit someone, I write them the best notes. Um, this one is a really neatly designed business card that simply says, people like you should take the bus. Please learn how to park. It's clean. It's simple. It looks nice. Sharp. It's got a sharp. Bit of and then the last one uh, is printed out and it says, Congratulations, <laughs> you won the inconsiderate Parker's Prize by occupying two parking spaces with one very small car and doing this for more than a month, far longer than anyone else has achieved. Yes. Good for this person <laughs> because let me tell you, there I think every person who parks like an a-hole, at the very least, if not like maybe a baseball bat to their tail light yeah. deserves like a card that's like, Hey, I know that you only see you in this world, mm-hmm. but you're actually in two spots. You big butthole. It's crazy to me. It really is that people will climb out of their car, look at their parking and carry on with their day. It makes me furious. Like I understand if you're busy, I understand if you're in a hurry, but like, but it never is because they're always in the back of the parking lot. Yeah. So clearly they had the time to park in two spots yeah. and then walk all the way. Cause they don't want anyone to ding your car, their car. And you know what that makes me want to do? Ding, ding your car. car. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a public service. Enough. 
I will say, so I didn't, I didn't pull out any examples of this, but I do have a note to myself here that there were a lot of notes like Suzanne's, some version of like, people are looking, here's a note, bet you thought my number on it was on it, like lol, jokes on you. There were several of those. I just don't think those are very funny. I thought these other ones were a lot no, funnier. I just assume they like walk away and then they fall in a manhole. I hope so. One can dream. I really do like hope that karma catches up with them somewhere. Like. Yeah. They lose some money somewhere or something because that's really unkind. Yeah. Uh, so don't do that. Speaking of things we don't like. Oh, look at that. Mm, what didn't you like? This is nitpicky. Okay. My favorite. I would, uh, you're not. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry because I know I just, I'm about to take out one of your likes. But oh, I had, no. Here's the thing that I wanted to do. I wanted two or three more minutes with Mary Jo and Suzanne paired up. Okay. And so I thought through some things that. I would have removed in order to have more time with them. And let's see. I would have removed the cold open with Anthony. I'm oh. sorry. And I would have removed the scene with Julia talking to the kid at the bookstore. Cause I actually didn't think that was very funny. Um, she yeah. just seemed mean. She just continues to seem like they're playing into the snottiness and yeah. the obnoxious. Like, like um, Suzanne on the episode we just watched about the excuse me when they were traveling. Mm -hmm. Similar to that, they're playing into the ugliest part of Julia's personality to like this poor innocent kid who's just not altogether there. He's making $4 an hour. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Like, it's okay. Also, for the record, this is going to be my stray on my don't like is that. I actually really like the mix in a bookstore. Like I, oh yeah, I like to go pick up a pretty journal that I can write in, mm -hmm. or like cool bookmark, some, some cardstock. Like I'm good with that mix. So yeah. just take a seat, Julia. Chill out, man. Take a seat and read your um, snobby book. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> also, love you, Julia. But you know, just calm down. Yeah. You want to rate this one? You want me to ask you what you don't like? Did you talk about what you don't like? Where are we? <laughs> Who am I? What's happening? I only have one, and I was happy to just skip past it. Uh, it was just Mary Jo's interactions with the men because it just made me cringe so much with secondhand Isn't embarrassment. Yeah. I struggle with secondhand embarrassment watching TV shows. Like, it me just too. really, I go under the blanket. It really makes me uncomfortable. Can I tell you what my worst one is ever? Uh-oh. It's in Dirty Dancing. Okay. Where she, it's like, Maybe the first time she meets some of the cool kids who dance at night, uh -huh. <laughs> the kids that work there, and she's walking with the that melons. one guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm just holding some watermelons. <laughs> and I just, like, I immediately turn pink. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm like, how do they write that in a way? Because I think that's intentional, right? I showed how awkward she is uh -huh. and everything and how innocent she is. And every time since I've been like three years old, I watch that and I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed for her. It's incredible. So like when I watch reality TV shows, like especially Love is Blind sort of dating shows, that's real life as like close to real life as possible. Those are real interactions. And so it makes sense to me that there will be some times where you get a little secondhand embarrassment where you're just like, oh, how awkward. It's amazing to me when writers can translate that in a script and like a prepared script. And then an actor can play that out in a way where you feel like you are watching something real and it is so freaking uncomfortable. Yes. Teenage movies do it to me all the time. Like interactions between guys and gals and potential partners so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my don't like. She, I mean, she held a zucchini in front of that man. See, was a you lot. get it. I get she it. I do. Well, I've been juggling eggplants. That's what I'm saying. That's um, what I'm saying. Maybe, that's, maybe that was the goal. <laughs> juggling eggplants. Um. So, uh, you want to rate this, sir? I do. It's not. It's not an, a false alarm this time. <laughs> for real. For real. Yes. 
Uh, well, my rating scale is something you would have cut in your ideal episode. It was special rug discounts. Ah, okay. And I'm giving it a four out of five. Okay. So I'm starting to think I had maybe a string of unearned fives the last couple of episodes because I felt like if I didn't have a lot of negative things to say about him, like I almost needed to counterbalance the rating with negative things. So that's how I was sort of justifying my scores. Mm-hmm. But I think I need to raise my bar a little bit because those weren't all like knock it out of the parkers. They were just watchable like multiple times. That a five does not make. So this episode, I'm going to I'm going to hold the line. I'm setting my boundary and I'm saying four. It's a solid episode. I enjoyed watching it. It made me laugh. There were some funny lines, but it wasn't like Emmy award winning or anything. So Mm -hmm. a four it is. Okay. All right. They can't see the hand gestures. I, there is some hand gestures going along. She's just over there just flicking me off. I'm, like, quite <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Like, it's fine. I'm it's fine. not. Um, What's yours? I, I, I did give it a 4.5 because I only have one thing and it was super nitpicky. So mm. um, 4.5 out of 5 overly suggestive zucchinis. <laughs> um, I, but not eggplants. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, I think that. It's the office that would do these fun pair-ups. Like, they would be in the writer's room, and they would be like, okay, so we haven't seen Jim and uh, Kevin together in a while, so let's Mm -hmm. throw them into an episode, and let's see what happens. Okay. And I felt like that's what was happening here, and I like like that because I think it helps keep it fresh because we are spending a lot of time with the same people over and over again in an office space, so... uh, I also happen to think that um, Annie Potts and Delta Burke have good chemistry together. So, but you said keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And is that from Neighbors? What's up? Just keeping it fresh. Oh, maybe. Probably. <laughs> no, every time someone says keep it is fresh. Is it when they're trying to be cool? Yes. With like the 22-year-old. Just keeping it fresh. Yeah, you know, keeping it 100, you know. <laughs> I don't ever use like popular phrases because I feel like I'm always 18 steps behind. So I'm like, "Eh, cool. I'll just stay with cool. It's all good. Um, So. Made myself chuckle. (laughs) I love a good self chuckle. Uh, 80s things or other dated references? I have three. I have um, the quote, the good old days when pregnant women were allowed to lay around like third base. I think Suzanne says that. Uh, That just feels like something that, we used to say. That's funny. I we put wouldn't it say no. Under Southern things. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anything where it's like that. That's like. Um, Super clear metaphor. Yes. Thank Super you. illustrative or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also had Jane Fonda. They mentioned her at some point. Mm-hmm. And then the $150,000 house. Because that just wouldn't happen today. Yes. All good, all good things. I had Donahue, which we've gotten before. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Adam. Mr. Carl. Mr. Adam Carl. <laughs> Double first name. And then, um, oh, Julia physically having to cut out the New York Times article. And she's like waiting for Mary Jo. That's like the correction oh. of the dating story. She's And it's like perfectly cut around. And I'm like, oh, that's something you don't really see anymore. Southern things. Uh, I, I put this is where I put the, the eyeliner in broad daylight. It feels like a Southern rule to me. Maybe it's just an 80s thing. Traditional. Right? Exactly. I think that's fair. Uh, and the Piggly Wiggly, which yes. is where they were shopping. Yes. Uh, references that we need to talk about. I don't have any, but I'm guessing you have a couple. It's so funny because like our, we put, we caught all the same things and put them in different categories. <laughs> so I caught Jane Fonda as okay. well, but I put her here because I don't know that people necessarily know the background on 
Suzanne's comment, which was like, I mean, now Jane Fonda is going after them too. I tell you, I like that woman a lot better when she was just a communist. So um, just real quickly, Jane Fonda was a really big activist. She still is. Like, she just got arrested in 2019. for Awesome. I kind of think so. (laughs) Um, I think it's documented if you go back that I have talked several times about how much I love you. To be honest, that's why I didn't put it here. I need a better method for remembering some of these little things we've talked about because there's a lot that I feel I hear Jane Fonda I'm like I think we've talked about her before but like I can't remember bits and shades of it and then there have been other times where I've started talking about a thing and you're like yeah I know we've definitely talked about that before and my memory I want to give you whatever that is well my memory memory is not the best system for remembering these things so I didn't want to talk about something if we'd already talked about it before so I I often have to go back and like check because yeah. I know we've talked about her. I've, I've talked about her documentary and how much I enjoyed it. Yes, I that's right. I think we touched on this part. Yes. Okay. And so, because there are a lot of people who do have issues with her and mm-hmm. it's over what Suzanne's referencing. So in 72, she went to North Vietnam and appeared on several radio programs. She wasn't speaking out against individuals in the military she was speaking out against the u.s's military policy and she was begging pilots to stop bombing non-military targets yes and then there was a picture taken of her on an anti-aircraft gun in hanoi making it look like she would shoot down american aircraft Uh, mm -hmm. and there that's where she received the nickname and i feel like i'm pronouncing this wrong hanoi jane and I feel like I'm there. I'm missing a like a syllable. I don't but you know, what I'm know that you're ever going to say it properly. Uh, not as a southerner. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I think that was close, though. People know what you're talking I about. I tried so hard. I think people um, know. But she said repeatedly that she only meant to protest the government and not the soldiers. She still apologizes to this day. I think mm-hmm. she really actually has tried several times to sit down with different veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll show up to events and like protest her as her, they're right. You know, that's the right that we carry in this country. Um, but uh, anyway, so that was the background on that. And Can I say about Jane Fonda? Yeah. It's sort of mildly related. Uh, I've been doing some research because we've got a segment coming up about the queen, Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. And I was reading about 9 to 5, and she was in that with Jane Fonda. Yeah. And I just have to say in general, like, thank goodness that these females in – pop culture in society who become targets for these one-time things they do and get sort of like pigeonholed for that. Thank goodness they keep kind of coming back and coming back and trying again and trying again because Jane Fonda is like still active. She's still on TV. Uh, Frankie and Grace or Grace and Frankie, I always do it wrong, is a hilarious show. It's so funny and I feel like it still has broad appeal. So thankfully she just kept trying again and again and again to tell people like you saw this one tiny thing and you don't understand but I appreciate that, you know, I appreciate why you would be frustrated and blah, 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 but I'm not going to just go away into a hole. And I'm really grateful for that because I think we end up with these living legends because they keep trying and it advances things further for other women. Isn't it interesting too that Someone like Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda, I don't think they're that far apart on their belief systems, Mm -hmm. but they get categorized very differently. I think think that's fascinating. I think some of, we'll talk about that. I think when, when we get to the Dolly segment, because she is famously apolitical and people ascribe political beliefs to her that she herself has never owned. Um, And so. That's fair. I think she's more actionable. Yes. With less words. 
Yes, I think that's right. Puts her in a good position. She very specifically said a few times, like, she and Jane do not talk politics with one another. They intentionally do not share politics. She believes what she believes. I believe what I believe. It does not need to enter the conversation. Um, so again, we'll talk about it. I think it's it's interesting, but I think in the in the fact that they support one another, some there's some consistency there. There's some camaraderie or whatever. Or like if the, if it true if that truly is the case, and she is really that apolitical and not just a genius for not saying her thoughts out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I will say is that is something I think we can all learn from is like you don't have to be on the same page and there are still some issues that we can tackle together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tess of the de Ubervilles. Thank you. <laughs> Help me, Frenchie. <laughs> um, so this is a book by Thomas Hardy, first published in 18, 1892. Look, I'm going to just say two things, okay, because I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I read, like, the summary, and I was like, this is the most depressing thing I've ever read. <laughs> I, like, read the clips notes. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do all this. Um, but I was like, this is just, like, really terrible. And it, it feels like, I don't know, it's like a man writing something about, like, it's just like she's had, like, a horrible life, and everything just goes down the toilet. I don't but know. isn't Julia so much better than us for it's, having read it? That's why I bring it up. And then the other thing I was going to say is, like, it's been made into a lot of different movies and, like, miniseries and stuff, even as recently as 2008. And I only say that because I had Eddie Redman in it. Oh. Or as I like to think of Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander. That's the one. So, yep, that's it. Are we done this I'm week? done. Next episode, season four, episode 11, they shoot fat women, don't they? We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. TikTok, www. Nope. <laughs> That's our website. Our website, www.sweetteatv.com. TikTok at Sweet Tea TV Pod. Our email is sweetteatvpod at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can always uh, support the show by rating and reviewing us wherever you listen. Um, we have some additional ways to uh, support the show from our Support Us page. And we haven't talked about this, I don't think, on here. But I have been trying to add things to our YouTube channel, which I think is Sweet Tea TV Pod. <laughs> I believe I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, but just search Sweet Tea TV Podcast. Um, I am trying to add the episodes there because I know some people like to have it running sort of in the background. Maybe YouTube's their preferred channel. It's not perfect yet. All the episodes aren't there. We're working on it, though. So if that's a way people like to listen to the show, it's happening somehow. We're trying, guys. We're trying really hard. There are four episodes now, I think. Maybe five. So it's happening. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Thursday. Extra sugar. Let's clarify what it's about this week. Delta Burke. Oh! I'm sorry. It's a guide to dating guides. Sheesh. That's the name of it. A guide Sheesh? to dating guides. Oh. A guide to dating guides. Sheesh. It's not the best title. <laughs> I keep hearing a guide to dating guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be giving you all the dating advice. <laughs> you know me. You know what that means, Nikki. What does it mean, Selena? It means we'll see you around the bend. Bye. Bye.